Welcome to Talking Sense. I'm Mark Osorio. And I'm Teresa Arago. We're financial advisors, and if there's one thing we understand, it's that money can be confusing. So get ready, because we're breaking down what you don't know about money today on Talking Sense. Okay, so did you know that buying lattes could cost you over a million dollars over your lifetime? A million? Well, at <laughs> least that's the claim of a well-known financial professional, uh, and she made this a few years back. And here's the thing. While we don't think it's a great idea to spend $7 a day on fancy coffee, we think that there's some things that are a lot more costly to you over that long term. Yeah, I think even major coffee fans don't necessarily do that every single day. But there are a lot of things that people are doing daily that do hurt them long term in their finances. And we're going to talk about a few of those today. And the first one is going to be something you've heard just a couple of times from us. And, you know, just every once in a while we bring it up. And, and, and so, you know, just in case you're unfamiliar with this belief, we do need do believe that it is a huge mistake not to have a budget. Yes. Yeah. And like Teresa said, that's the, the first one. So we've got seven today. So we're going to jump right into it. So not making a budget, not budgeting. Yeah. You know, we always talk about planning. And if you don't plan, then you're planning to fail. Be- that's the same thing with a budget. Making a budget doesn't necessarily mean that it'll stop you from swiping your card or throwing away money, but it will raise your awareness so that you aren't doing it blindly or consistently. And that's the thing. The things you do consistently are what add up. And having that budget just creates some balance to your spending habits and also helps you keep yourself in check. Mm-hmm. So here's just a couple of questions for you as you process through this uh, this first topic. So when is the last time that you wrote out a budget or reviewed it? Right? If it's been longer than a month, it's been too long. And probably a lot of people don't realize that when we talk about budgeting, I think they think it's something you do one time and then you set it and forget it. But it's actually a a living document, just like Mm -hmm. your plan. When we talk about financial planning, it has to be a living document because things change. What you paid for that latte six months ago, you probably pay a little more now. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, inflation happens. You might find a new coffee shop and you need to adjust. Um, But in general, you need to be looking at this regularly and making sure that things are in alignment with it and that you're still following it and that it's realistic because you might find that you absolutely underplanned for a specific expense and you need to adjust going forward. Yeah, there's always new expenses or surprise expenses every month and there might even be some surprise income and you want to make sure that that income that you're naming those dollars mm-hmm. before they name themselves, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people got their uh, tax returns in the mail, right? And <laughs> Uh, or you know in their accounts so if you're not expecting that if you don't plan for that then you know you can find yourself with a huge hole in your pocket and you and you have an opportunity a lot of us i think tend to when we get those what we would call a windfall of some sort where we get mm-hmm. income we weren't anticipating you immediately go to how could i spend it yeah. if you have that budget and you have your goals lined out your long-term and short-term goals you can go well maybe i don't want to spend all of it maybe i want to put some of it towards this goal that i'm working towards yeah. and and you know just think through that Our challenge to you is to just try it for 90 days. Try creating your budget and sticking to it for the next 90 days and Mm -hmm. see if you, like many others that we've worked with, find that having that really helps you and doesn't really make you feel stuck like a lot of people expect it to. Yeah. Yeah. And why 90 days? Well, because experts say that when you've done something for 90 days, it turns into a habit. Yes. Yes. So that's our first one. It's not making a budget. Our second one is not asking for a raise. Yeah, which is kind of an interesting one, yeah, and it kind of raises 
raises uh, some some cool ideas on <laughs> for a few people. So this might be something that you might want to try at some point. But um, what we're talking about here is that you know, just like businesses, successful businesses operate on two principles, which is lowering expenses and increasing revenue. You have those same two options. Mm-hmm. So the f- the first topic that we talked about budgeting that works to plan cash flows and to identify ways to lower expenses. But that might only only get you so far. That's half of the equation. So if you have the opportunity, if you've had a solid work history with your employer and you haven't seen a raise, it is okay to go and ask for that. I know my husband, a, a few years back, he was working at a job. They were offering him a new position, but the income that they were offering him, although it would be more in dollars as far as on paper Mm -hmm. it was salaried and he worked a lot of overtime so in the Mm -hmm. big scheme of things he was actually going to lose about five thousand dollars by making this choice so he and i sat down and we went through and we did the math and he took that to his boss and was like listen i would love to do the job for you but i can't afford to take a pay cut to do it and he showed him the math and walked out of the room with a five thousand dollar check wow A lot of employers understand if you are a valued employee, they want to be able to retain you. And as long as you can go in with data and you can say, hey, you know, here's what I bring to the table. I feel like that's worth more. I think you'd be shocked how often that can work in your favor. And here's the thing. I think most people throughout their careers, they plan on those raises, right? Like they plan to make more money over Mm -hmm. time. That I would say is probably you know top pursuit in people getting higher education and all that kind of stuff, right? So it's not like... You know, you don't already envision it, but uh, if you're, you know, obviously struggling for for cash or you know to make those monthly monthly expenses, then that that definitely should be a, an option for you. And I think it's important to understand what's the normal salary for what you do. Yeah. Um, and if you're planning, you know, if you're at that stage where you're trying to decide what you're going to do when you get into the adult world, if you're in college or if you're trying to decide what you're going to chase as far as a career. Make sure you understand what that does look like. I don't think money's a good reason to do any job. Mm-hmm. I personally, you couldn't pay me enough to do certain jobs. But it is important to understand what you're walking into so that you can have realistic expectations too. You may be at the top for your job. So it may not be realistic for you to ask for a raise, but you, you definitely need to know. Yeah. So here's a question. Do you know what the average salary is for your job and where you fall in that range? Mm-hmm. All right. So here's, here's a, some interesting math that might get you a you know, light a fire under you to, to get moving on this is if you were to negotiate your salary up just $5,000 and got you know, your 3% cost of living adjustment raised every year, you would end up with make, making over $300,000 more over a 35-year career. That's a huge number. And again, it goes back to little things add up over time. Yeah. So definitely worth the time to at least make the request. And um, what's the next one, Mark? Yeah, so buying a home that you can't afford, which I think we're seeing a lot of that these days. Yes, there are a lot of people buying houses that are way above their actual value, but you know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. But one thing we've talked about before that I think people don't understand is there's a lot more that goes into homeownership than just that monthly payment. If you've been living in apartments, you're not paying for maintenance. You're not paying taxes. You're not paying for repairs and, and all the things that go into home ownership, maintaining a lawn even can get really expensive unless you're like me and you just say, forget it and let the weeds have it. But, you know, there mm-hmm. are other expenses beyond just the monthly payment. And I think a lot of times people get into a home that they really, truly can't afford when you add all of those other pieces into the mix. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's not, like you said, it's not just about the down payment. And here's the thing, we're, we're going to keep this point kind of brief because we have actually a previous episode that uh, where we talked about you know buying a house and everything that you should consider on that. So if you're listening to this on podcast, make sure to check the show notes mm-hmm. and we'll have that episode, the link to that episode there for you. So the next one is going to grad school without a purpose. And I would say even going to college without a purpose, because yeah. ultimately you got to ask yourself, do I need this or just want this? If you know what you want to do, then check out other avenues. There's more than one way to skin that cat sometimes. Like what we do does not require a college degree. And being a financial advisor, there's training you have to do, but it does not require a college degree. So, you know, does your field require that or is it something you just want to do? Or if you've got your college degree, do you need the master's degree? Do you need the doctorate to do what you want? Or is it just something that makes you feel good on paper? Research and make sure that, you know, it's something that's going to be actually productive to your field. So, uh, and then, you know, look at the options for that required education, right? So if it is, if getting a master's, you know, or some other uh, more specialized education is required, then check out the options. Is there an online option available to help you save money on that course? Yes. And we're definitely pro-education. Um, both Mark and I have done the RICP certification. So yes, there's licensing you have to do to do our job. There's other training programs you can do. And we chose to do those, but we did it out of cash flow. Yes. <laughs> That's the key. You know, we didn't go into debt to go get that extra training. So look into those opportunities. And sometimes it's worth the wait to build up the cash so you can pay for it up front. So our next point, point number five, is not building credit. So a good credit score is almost indispensable these days. Mm-hmm. Right? And it's not just used for loans, but it's also very useful in cases like, you know, buying insurance, getting accepted for an apartment or even getting a job. Yes. So, you know, and yeah, there's just uh, just a lot of things that are involved, you know, in the whole uh, credit score aspect of things. But uh, what we know is that obviously credit isn't built overnight, right? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of factors to that. And uh, the first one being, you know, your credit history. Mm -hmm. So there's not a whole lot that you can do about that one, but there's a a lot of things that you can do about the other ones. Yes. So your credit history would just be how long have your credit accounts been open? Um, Your payment history is huge. Are you paying things on time? Are you carrying large balances? Um, Those all affect you, your credit utilization of the amount of credit you're eligible for. Are you using all of it? And that one has a big impact on there as well as how often is your credit getting checked? Mm -hmm. You know, we've got a whole episode on that too called Give Yourself Some Credit. You can check that out in the show notes if you're catching it via podcast. But in general, paying attention to it not only helps you on the front end when it comes to those things that we talked about, but also paying attention to it keeps you from being uh, someone who is affected by identity theft. Mm -hmm. If someone is opening accounts in your name and you don't know it, how long could they go running up those bills before you would catch it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, they, they give you your free credit report once a year so that you can make sure to look on there, make sure that you know there's not uh, all these inquiries mm-hmm. out on uh, your report and that you didn't make. So, yeah, make sure to, to do that. And then number six is not writing your goals. This is something that we harp on all the time. So, And this isn't just financial goals. In general, studies have shown that if you write it down, you're more likely to do it. So yes, your financial goals are important, but in general, whatever goals you have, get them on paper and get them in front of you daily so that you can focus on them and not get distracted by the chaos of life. 
Yeah. So if you are you know, sitting down somewhere with some some paper next to you or your computer, anything like that, you're listening to us, then, you know, here's here's just some uh, a couple of examples of goals that you might want to consider. Right. So financially speaking, how about, you know, building up savings or paying debt um, or starting your retirement funding? Mm-hmm. And then for life goals, what about your career? Do you love it? Do you want a different one? Do you want to move to a new city? Is getting married in your future? I know it seems silly sometimes to write all this stuff down, but I have seen it in action with my clients and with myself that the more you focus on it, the more likely you are to achieve it. And life can happen a lot faster than you realize if you don't take the time to intentionally chase what you want. Exactly. Yeah. It's more like you can't afford to, to wait to, uh, to get those things started, which yes. is our next point. Yes. So, <laughs> so the last one is putting things off for tomorrow. I used to joke that the like ADD mantra is why do it today if I can do it tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but because uh, you know I used to procrastinate just a smidge, but there's <laughs> always a reason not to start today. You're always going to be able to come up with a reason not to do the thing that you don't think is going to be fun. What mm-hmm. you should look for are all the reasons why you should not wait any longer. Yeah. So think of all the things that you've been putting off, right? Like, like your budget, maybe, or canceling. We've mentioned budgeting before, haven't we? Um, I can't remember. <laughs> it's really that important, guys. Sorry. <laughs> or how about canceling subscriptions, right? I I know that there's, uh, you know, a one subscription that I've been meaning to to go back and and uh, and think of like counseling, but it's one of the things that I've been wanting to get better at. It's my Audible subscription, mm-hmm. right? So I want to listen to at least one book, you know, per month. But guys, that that's been it's just not a happening. Challenge. So that was me with Ten Fitness. I had a Ten Fitness membership for two years before I finally got over there to cancel it. Hmm. And it it wasn't that I didn't work out. It's that I didn't have time to go there and work out because I was a single mm-hmm. mom. Like It was one of those, you get the membership for free. So I was like, yeah, sure, I'll use it. No, yes. I didn't. Think of it like spring cleaning. Every year, take a minute to look at what you're paying automatically for. Mm-hmm. Just be intentional for one week to look at all that. And by the way, you could do this with your email too by unsubscribing from the 6,000 emails you get that stink and that you don't use. So true. Spring cleaning. Get rid of that stuff. That's and then right. and cleaning out your closet. I know that there are a ton of things, you know, and this is not just your literal closet, but those things that accumulate in your life that if you just get them out of the way, it frees you up to do the things you really want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so those are kind of the, the small things that you might be putting off, but there's the bigger goals, right? So how do you uh, go about, you know, writing those down and making sure to, to accomplish that? Well, you can break those down into smaller steps. So let's mm-hmm. think about, you know, getting fit, right? So today you can research gyms. Then tomorrow you might identify a fitness plan and a schedule that's right for you. Then the next day, go sign up, get started. Yeah. And, and here's my two cents on this whole thing. By no means is this an extensive list of the things that can hurt your finances. So we, we hope that you will take some time to identify your vices and how they may be affecting your finances. But just get started on something today. Yeah. So if you're hearing this, we're not telling you that you have to go <laughs> quit buying lattes. But you, in honesty, that may be in order uh, to so that you can meet your important goals. So don't get too hung up in the do's and don'ts. In the end, you want to let your goals guide you to where you want to go. We hope that this has helped you refine your goals and avoid making costly mistakes. And we hope that you join us next time as we talk about the perils of wedding debt. Thanks for listening to the Talking Sense podcast. And if you like what you hear, make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get all the newest episodes. The GenWealth team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com. 
or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. And while we like to have fun here, we're also financial advisors, and that means disclosures. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. General Financial Advisors is an Arkansas registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC.